On this episode of the Pack It Up Pod, we finally are at the regular season game against the Saints. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the Packers Pod. does this better than anybody. End zone, Cubs, touchdown! Unbelievable! Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to the Pack It Up Packers podcast. This is Ryan, joined as always by Josh and Dan. Hello, gents. Hey, 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 hey. Regular season football. It is official, official. And it's back. And we already, we have have made it exactly no weeks before there's been a change of craziness. So the game date and time are the same, but instead of good old NOLA and that crowd that would have been wild, we are heading to Jacksonville, Florida, where COVID hasn't touched them. It's totally normal down there. Everything is fine. Are we feeling okay? Are, uh, like, are, we're ready to go to Jacksonville? Yeah, are you two going? I tried to coerce him too. <laughs> and I'm in, I'm going to be in Chicago for it. I'm going to be in enemy territory. Oh, I, I think we all would have probably picked Dallas. But then there's also the situation of they've been practicing in Dallas. So maybe this Jacksonville where everybody's a road team uh, is good. And it's a true neutral site to the fullest. But I'll be honest with you. I don't need to see New Orleans crowd week one because I do feel as though the Packers are the superior team that we're about to go into it for the next 25 minutes. But my goodness, let's let's see how we can roll the dice down in Florida. Yeah, I'm not too worried about the Jacksonville aspect of it. I do think on the special team side real fast before we dive into like this game specifically, I kind of wow, we're going to go to the dark side. I kind of want to follow up <laughs> right on the away. conversation we had. Hunter Bradley, as of this moment, is still our long snapper, but we put one on the practice squad. And did you see we protected him on the practice squad? So, like, really showing faith in our long snapper that we protected Kurt Benkert and our long snapper on the practice squad. (laughs) But I really like our new punter. The guy is not afraid of competition. Uh, He said he went to the Rams just so he could learn more from Hacker. He wasn't afraid of getting cut eventually. He wanted to better his game. And honestly, he looks like he could make a tackle at least better than J.K. Scott. <laughs> I think he's double the size of J.K. Scott, isn't he? Yeah, a guy looks like he could he could hit somebody. Yeah. That's exactly what we should have done. Hey, can you find somebody that's 250, can kick it 26 <laughs> yards? It's <and just laughs> Is Jared Lorenzen punting nowadays? Yeah. Tebow would try. Oh, R.I.P., R.I.P. Come on. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> All right, over to Tebow. Tebow would try out. so let's jump into this season opener for the 2021-22 season facing new orleans who i i feel like we're on this beautiful streak of of facing them in new orleans so this is a nice little break they finished the year last year 12 and 4 they beat the bears in the opening round before staying with tom brady for a majority of the game before losing 30 to 20 breeze 
He's gone. He went nine and three after having some injury time. This roster is has the pieces, but there are definitely some gaps. And we'll touch on that in a second. Jameis Winston is now the starter, which the last time he was an NFL starter, he had 33 touchdown passes. Not too bad. Led the NFL in touchdown passes and yards. He also led the NFL by 10 interceptions with 30. So this is going to be really, really wild. But let's start with the Saints offense, who really is Alvin Kamara and then a whole lot of people spread in. Uh, You look at it, and the one thing I wanted to point out when we're talking about these people that are missing from last year, they are no longer with their number two, number three, and number five receivers when it comes to yardage. Sanders is gone, Cook is gone, and Michael Thomas will not be playing. So if you take their yards from last year, it's 44% of their total completion yardage and almost half of their touchdowns, while Jameis who may or may not be ready for this spotlight again, is coming in. How do we feel about this offense? It's going to look a little different with our defense. That's a little banged up to start the season. Lest we forget their second leading rusher from last year. They just cut because he wouldn't take a pay cut. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, they were $1 billion over the cap, I believe, at one point. (laughs) Worse than the Packers? I didn't know know, that was possible. You you bring up good points, though. Like – we're going to find out real quick how the Packers rush defense is and how, how our linebackers are doing in pass coverage. Because if you, I mean, Kamara, it's it's going to be the Kamara show again. Can we stop him? Can we slow him down? Um, you know, really my only worry for this offense is Jameis Winston. You know, is he going to just play lights out and not throw interceptions? Um, is he going to make plays happen? You know, you know, just by, Really not with great weapons, but, you know, throwing to the open man. Maybe Sean Payton puts together a good game plan. You know, he's a great offensive play caller. Um, but honestly, yeah, I'm not too too threatened by this offense. They lost a Hall of Fame quarterback. Like if if we had lost one, like there was a good chance of over the offseason, uh, people would look at our offense differently. So, yet they cut Latavius Murray because he wouldn't take a pay cut. Because Tony Jones Jr., a second-year running back out of Notre Dame, played so well in training camp that they had a lot of comfort with him. He didn't even play a major role at Notre Dame. So I'd I'd be shocked, and I want to see him actually on the field. But I wouldn't label him a threat just yet. And then with no Michael Thomas, you're looking at Traquan Smith and Marquez Calloway and Adam Troutman at tight end, who's an unproven second-year tight end. Uh, you're looking at these guys to make a splash, and what's funny is the media is running with Jameis Winston looked good. He threw some nice passes with some amazing catches to Marquez Callaway in the preseason. But how many times do we fall for preseason glory not actually translating? They were not against Jair Alexander. They weren't even against Kevin King. So the weapons they have are limited, but the strength of this team is at their offensive line. Teron Armstead and Ryan mm-hmm. Ramchek at the tackles. Eric McCoy, the Texas A&M product at center. Smart zone blocking center. He makes all the calls for the team. I think our positions of strength, because of their offensive line, you know, along the front, um, could possibly struggle. Right? And what I mean by struggle is they may not shine. So Kenny Clark, under this new gap-and-a-half scheme, let's see how good the interior of that Saints line is, if we can actually free him up. But between him and the outside linebackers, I warn the Packer fans, 
don't get frustrated if in week one, you know, Rashawn Gary doesn't have two sacks and Zadarius isn't living in the backfield. This is a good line and Kamara's a threat, which can make you pause. It can make you hesitate a little bit, but that's fine. Let's just see if Winston has gotten all those mistakes out of his system. I mean, our secondary against these, you know, presumably lack of weapons because Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders aren't there. Let's see if they can make some plays first. Like, let's just let that secondary read, read and, you know, diagnose early on in the game. Let's see if Winston's done making mistakes. I, and until he proves it, I'm just going to sit back and make this team beat us. It's so interesting with their offensive line and our defensive line, because I really haven't seen our defensive line. We've just seen a bunch of backups. Um, but I, I'm interested to see how we perform. You know, what does Joe Barry bring to the table? Um, you know, that's a little different. Maybe maybe some different blitz packages. Maybe, you know, how, how you've been talking about this gap and a half. Like, I'm, I'm so interested to see it. What does that uh, star position look like? Yeah, yeah. I'm so interested to see the actual talent on the field pulling this off um, and, and to see the plays that he has in his head. So uh, it's going to be a test. It definitely up front, uh, maybe the secondary, maybe not, uh, but definitely up front. It's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I feel as though there's a lot of comparisons that can be made between the Saints and the Packers. And it, you brought it up without Thomas, without Emmanuel Sanders anymore. They have a lot of they have a couple MVS characters and they have a couple Lazard characters, but they don't have a Devontae <laughs> Adams. They don't have a, a, a Tanyan. Uh, you know, the offensive line is decent. There's a lot of similarities. And I think it really comes down to does Jameis Winston get comfortable? And you look at last year and, and this is a stat I pulled out that everybody kind of thought, well, breezes over the hill. He's not doing what he needs to be doing. It's time for him to go. The man was nine and three as a starter, 24 touchdowns to six interceptions. But the part that I kind of stick out is he got sacked in dropbacks 3% of the time. And when you look at Taysom Hill, who was play a starter for, I believe, four games, and then they threw in Winston sporadically, Hill on dropbacks got sacked 10% of the time and Winston 15% of the time. So it's similar to Tom Brady and a lot of these okay. guys that can play long into their career is because they understand the reads, they know exactly where they're going, and the ball leaves their hand quickly. If Jameis Winston falls back to this normal kind of – he knows he's going one way, but he can't read the second and third option – Either A, we're going to be able to get pressure regardless of how good this line is, or B, our secondary has to be ready because similar to uh, Mitch in his early days, uh, you're going to have opportunities to make a play. There is no way on God's green earth that Winston is going to come in here and A, not be pressured, and B, not throw three or four passes that are unbelievably questionable. They need to create turnover, and they need to at least, when he drops back, let him know they're they're there. And uh, especially when you look at the receivers they've lost, it, it kind of almost reminds me of I could I could see it being a, a Minnesota Vikings game where we say Cook, get your yards, we'll take care of Cousins. It's the same kind of format of can you contain Kamara enough and just own Winston in every other aspect. That's why I think we might not show our entire defense. You know, we might not show our hand in week one yet even because if we can just sit back in like a shallow zone and make sure even the Kamara in a flat in the flats is not necessarily a threat, we can gang tackle that. 
you know, keep your safeties deep and just keep everything in front of you. Make them drive the length of a field here. No big yeah. plays. Don't let them get And you going. know they're going to try to go for the big plays. You know they're going to have some trickery. They always come out week one early on with some trickery plays. So it, you know it's going to happen. So, yeah, just hang back. See what happens. And um, this is the most we've talked about special teams, especially this early in a podcast. They're without uh, Lutz. Uh, he or Lutz, however you say it, he's Lutz. gone for this first few weeks, so he's not going to be ready for this regular season, even though he just came off the worst season in terms of percentages made. That's going to be a factor, too. So you have a quarterback that this is his first time in the saddle in two years. You have a wide receiver core that's kind of transitioned completely to guys that need to prove themselves. And then when you go, well, we're in field goal range. They're going to have to rely on people that have been cut a whole lot of time. So it's this has to be a game where the defense sets a tone early and it, it may not be a spectacular game, but they have to at least come in saying we're going to limit the damage and let our offense do work. And look out for Ty Montgomery. Cricket, 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 yeah, cricket. That was, <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> What a joke. I had him on my fantasy team for a long time because I thought he was going to be the next generation of this wide receiver running back. 88 at dual running back. threat. So cool. <sighs> he played He's, well for two games. You have to admit that stretch was pretty awesome. Yeah. I remember Travis Jervy was good for a couple of games, too. <laughs> <laughs> They're not afraid to pick up their Packers there. If we want to transition to to Saints defense where Montrevious Adams and Kadar Holman are on the roster. Kadar's on the practice squad, but still counts. Yeah, they have decided to just they the Giants and the Saints love Packers. They love Packers. Uh, finally, the yeah, oh yeah. The <laughs> NFC North is like in the line. The NFC North is just just yelling. Yes, <laughs> give us your trash. Wait, why are you why are you taking all of our normal pickups? But let's transition to this defense, which I'm going to say it, and I'm probably going to regret it about an hour in a game time. I think that this they have pieces, but they are going to be a lot slower than we're used to this Saints team being. I am not threatened as normal. It probably also helps that we're not going to be dealing with crowd noise. But how do we feel about a Packers offense that has played maybe five minutes of preseason football versus this Saints defense? So this is a defense that finished last year under the defensive coordinator, Dennis Allen, third against the pass and second against the run. But before you get fearful, my faithful Packer fans, they moved on from Trey Hendrickson. They moved on from Sheldon Rankins. They moved on from Malcolm Brown and they moved on from Janoris Jenkins. Who did they replace him with? Uh, really? Like not anybody until this week when they decided like maybe we should replace them with some guys. So including their best defensive tackle on Yamada is suspended for the next six weeks due to substance abuse. So they're counting on Marcus Davenport to step up. Um, you know, Cam Jordan is great on the other defensive end position, but the interior of that defensive line is going to be weak, which I cannot think of a better way for two rookies to get started this year at center and right guard than facing a depleted defensive line. And I'm not counting the defensive ends. They're okay. But a depleted defensive line. So I'm really excited about that. And Josh, do you want to cover linebackers or secondary? Because there's another exciting part of this defense that 
I'm not afraid to attack this week. Well, well, let me let me touch on their defensive line though. I mean, you got to watch right. out for Shy Tuttle. I mean, you know, he, he's going to be a beast up front. Shy but. Tuttle. <laughs> Tuttle head. No, but you're you're right on with that defensive line. Uh, it's their weak spot this year. But I I don't agree that this defense is. I mean, yes, they won't be a top five defense. I mean, obviously losing those names that you listed, huge hit to any team, right? Um, but they still have some playmakers. Um, they, they still have a decent, uh, frame of a defense. Yes, there are holes, um, and, and people will exploit them. Um, but I, I still put this as a top 10, top 15 defense in the NFL. I know why, I know why you say this. You love your safety play. Oh, you know it. And they got some good safeties. Oh, Malcolm Jenkins, he's the love of my life. Uh, I wish he was a Packer. He, he's like he's like the Charles Woodson to the Saints, I feel. Um, but how this secondary did play last year was just magical to watch. This year, I'm very interested to see their second corner. I mean, they still have Lattimore, solid first mm-hmm. uh, corner. Um, but who, who's the second guy? I mean, is it the guy we all wanted to draft, uh, Paulson? Adebo. It might have to be Paulson Adebo out of Stanford, <laughs> it, which is crazy. So Ken Crawley was going to be that guy, but he's the only Saint listed on the injury report this week as a DNP, as a did not participate with a hamstring, which we forgot to mention. Vernon Scott and Zadarius, uh, Zadarius was limited, and Vernon Scott was a DNP. Um, but yeah, it, with Crowley out, the Saints this week went and got. Uh, who was the first guy they got? I'm remembering today they went and traded for Bradley Roby from the Texans. Who was a starter for the Texans? And they got like draft picks. In True return. font. I, True what, font they picked up. What are the Texans doing? But yes. They, <laughs> for the last they, decade? I don't know. <laughs> yesterday they also signed Desmond True font. So I think Bradley Roby, you just plug in at number two and you just figure it out, right? Like you just play some – it's hard to do against Rodgers, but you play some base shell type coverages – and you gotta like put a you can't put a true rookie in at corner at you know your starting corner against Aaron Rodgers and the weapons he has. So I wouldn't be surprised if if Roby's the one they run out there, and then Trufant and Adebo are the backups. But they get weak quick at the cornerback position. And all I want to see is Rodgers and shotgun early just to gauge the ability of our offensive line to hold up. Like let's not take snaps from under center right away and worry about his feet getting stepped on or someone blowing up the interior of our offensive line on an a gap blitz. Let's sit back and shotgun and then just move Adams around and, and not just motion, but his pre-snap alignments with this depleted secondary and their safety abilities. I want to see is Lattimore following Adams around are they putting a safety over the top of him and trying to do some bracket coverages? Let's figure out quick how they're handling Devontae, because once we know that, Nathaniel Hackett and Matt LaFleur can scheme up whoever they want to get open against the rest of this team. I think Dan's absolutely right. Going back to who they're missing with Hendrickson, with Jenkins, Robinson, everybody talked about, they, from last year to this year, are losing a third of their sacks and a third of their interceptions. So that tells you something when you're just cutting what would be for a normal team extra fat, but it's actually playmaking ability, which goes back to this whole conversation of we always talk about, oh, the Saints are doing so much for Breeze to win, and now you look at it, Breeze is gone, and they've depleted a whole lot of productivity from this lineup. But exactly what Dan said, I think it needs to be Rodgers 
reading the field and just dissecting them from all angles because you can have MVS go long while you have Tunyon, uh, Aaron Jones is coming out the side. This should be an opportunity where you're going to see Saints kind of lean and just kind of hopefully push to one say and go, we have to stop this. Rodgers has too many weapons on this offense, regardless of what this offensive line looks like, to go short, medium, and long all the way down the field. And we haven't even talked about the thought of running ability. I think Jones is going to go off for one. I think Dylan's going to have a few really nice eight-yard gains. I just have a hard time seeing the Saints being consistent in any one part of this defense to really, really make a difference. Ooh, I, I do want to point out, I think Cameron Jordan might have a day. Uh, I, I'm worried about our offensive line a little bit. I mean, I, I think we have some good pieces, but how, how well are they going to play together once we get going? Um, sometimes it takes some time. Yeah, if they're smart, they should slide him inside because the, the tackles are our known quantity. Mm-hmm. If they want to slide him inside against Lucas Patrick, Josh Myers, just and eat up the Newman, middle. that could be a problem. Yeah. But no, like you're saying, I mean, if our offense is ready and is in form, like, yes, we shouldn't have any issue. We haven't talked about their leading tackler, Demario Davis, in the middle. <laughs> I was waiting for you to bring him up. He's, right. He's good. I, I mean, I haven't I haven't picked our running backs to go off. They're they're weak and young in certain positions on defense. But between the, the strength of their DNs, their safeties and their middle linebacker, uh, I, I would differ from Ryan in thinking like Aaron Jones is going to have a day. He could, but with Demario D- Davis just cleaning up anything he wants in the middle, he, he's a solid, smart, intellectual football player. That's a sure tackler. So he's he's fun to watch. But uh, lest we forget, gentlemen, I'm going to flash back to the the motion I talked about with Devontae Adams. If we were a top five offense in motion last year, we finished fifth in the NFL and with 60% of our plays uh, having some pre-snap motion. You got Roby and Trufant having been a saint for five days and four days, respectively. So they, they're not going to know all the calls and all the switches that you would typically put in place for these motions. So beyond just receivers running back and forth, you start talking about putting a, uh, Aaron Jones out at wide receiver. You talk about Tanya and Mercedes Lewis and DeGuara mixing in. DeGuara coming out of the backfield, you know, lines up as a fullback and runs into the flats. You could confuse these guys just on play calls alone because they haven't been a saint for more than a week. I, I'm so excited. So, and on top of that, the Saints are young, so Peyton Turner's their first-round draft pick out of Houston. He'll be mixing in at D-end. Adebo we already talked about. Zach Bond's only on his second year. And then Pete Werner is another backup linebacker who's the rookie out of OSU. I like him as a linebacker, but these guys are all first- and second-year guys, including probably your second- and third corner being brand new to the team. So I, I see no reason Rodgers doesn't just dissect them at the intellectual level and just picks them apart. Yeah, I don't know if necessarily Aaron Jones will go have a day, but there's going to be some moments where you have that quick throw, quick throw, long throw, quick throw, and all of a sudden this defense is kind of pushing back, and Jones will at least Jones will have at least a, a run of thirty plus yards this game where he's just open. Up. Yep, we have I, essentially said like Packers are going to score ninety one points. Correct. Correct. <laughs> yeah. 
Tell me why I'm wrong. <laughs> well, let's go to good old unofficial sponsor of our gambling habits, Bovada, who currently has the Packers as a four and a half point favorite. The over under is 50, which seems a little high to me. But let's go to our predictions of what do we think in this game? Who wins? What's the score? And who is your MVP? Let me go first, because mine's probably the most ridiculous. But I have the Packers winning. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. No, but I have the score 40 to 30. Um, you know, I, I, oh, I looked, I looked back. Oh. Hold on, hold on. I looked back last year at the first year of NFL and the second year where it was, you know, a really weird off season still. And every team scored around, you know, 40, 30 to 40 points. So I think true. it's going to be high scoring. So 40, true. 30. But I think our offense goes off. Uh, for everything Dan really said, I think our uh, if this is Lafleur's game to shine. You know, just find the holes and and take what they give because there's going to be stuff open on that defense, um, and it should just like y'all were saying, it shouldn't be hard for Rodgers to find. Um, you know, as far as our defense, it, it's going to be tough. Um, so let's see how the communication is out there, especially in the secondary, because you, they're going to have to pass it around to keep up with Rogers and company. Um, so Jameis is going to be forced to throw. Um, so we'll, we'll see that a lot. And then my MVP, it's MBS. I think he starts his come out season Ooh. on a big note. I'm calling two touchdowns over 100 yards, 115 yards. Good enough for two corners. Eating up Paulson will be a, a table. 30. You're right. It was high scoring early and the lack of tackling in training camp. We saw it in college football already last weekend. There's just some shady tackling when they're not doing it so much in practice. And I know the players will tell you otherwise, but uh, it seems to hold true that tackling shores up as we go throughout the year. Yeah, we um, saw it in that Penn State-Wisconsin game. High-scoring, back and forth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> George Clemson. No defense to be had. Uh, yeah, we covered a lot of it already, but New Orleans losing six defensive players that had 300 snaps or more last year. Uh, a lot of projections show them in that 7 and 10 range. I give them credit. You know, they got a coaching staff that's very well-respected. So I think between... The neutral location, the first game, not so much jitters, but just that wonkiness that always happens with figuring it out. The, the idea that 30 of our starters like haven't seen preseason action, I've got it a lot closer than 40 to 30 and not as high scoring. And I'm right at that spread, actually. I got Packers winning 24 to 20. You know, let's say it's Saints with the late cover. But uh, I got us winning, but sort of in a comfortable fashion, but not covering. My MVP is Jair Alexander. Lest we forget, gentlemen, the last time he saw an NFL field, he picked off the goat, not once, but twice. And I was begging for him all year long to build off of his status as a great lockdown corner and start making turnovers. Let's get that year started strong against a quarterback willing to throw to the other team. Is he is he going to get a sack again? Uh, safety. Oh, safety. Yeah. Safety. Safety, safety, safety on a run blitz uh i won't go that far let's go get that interception <laughs> no i i am perfectly in the middle of everybody here i think it's going to be 31 17 packers i do worry perfectly uh, in the middle with the biggest margin of victory <laughs> correct <laughs> I, I i just i 
I want to believe that this offense will come out clicking, but I just fear that you're just going to have these first three series are going to be ugly for both teams, that it's just not quite what it needs to be, but then it picks up steadily. I'm going way off the radar for my MVP, and I'm going to pick Mr. Chris Barnes. I think this dude is going to be a missile. You are going to see him from sideline to sideline. You're going to see him step up right behind Kenny Clark on the run gaps. I just feel like if we are to have success, this middle linebacker crew, and specifically him, has to make a statement from the get-go. I, When he was healthy last year, he was such a fun player to watch, and he's healthy. So let's go with Chris Barnes. Packers big. Winston's going to be eating crab legs and those W's by himself. I'm I'm ready for football to be back in our lives. Let's go. It, it hasn't really hit me yet. I, Ew, I just I need, I need kickoff. I need yeah, kickoff. if you guys would have bought tickets, maybe it would have hit you. Well, we'll see. It could be a late we'll, talk, we'll talk later. We'll yeah, talk it'll, later. it'll be a late decision, and <laughs> we'll have to talk to our significant others of whether they really want us doing this. But until then... Uh, let's see how this thing goes, man. I, I hope we do well. And this is an amazing season. It always has been when it's part of the Packers podcast, but until next time, thanks everybody. Go Pack, go.